Jesus. I'll get right into the word. God put this word on my heart the other night. I'm going to share it with you all tonight. I expect to be brief so you can get home to your warm homes. Um, but I just want to look at Psalm chapter 9, verse 9 and 10. Psalm chapter 9, verse 9 and 10 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name and, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And just quickly tonight, I just want to share this thought. I need a place of refuge. I need a place of refuge in 2020, 2021, 2022. I need a place of refuge. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your presence already in this place. Lord God, we thank you for pricking our hearts, God, for calling us to your house, for calling us to watch and to listen, Lord God. And I just pray your anointing on your speaker and on your people, God, tonight, that you bless us, that you speak to us, and that you lead us in this day and in this time, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We need you every day, Lord God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, God, and we trust in you, God. We put our faith in you, God. We seek you tonight, God. In Jesus' name, be with us, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Please say thank you, Jesus, and be seated. I just want to read it one more time. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Are you putting your trust in him tonight? Amen. Are you seeking him tonight? Amen. If you're here tonight, I trust that that's the case. If you're watching or listening tonight, I believe and know that to be the case. And I'm thankful for the refuge I have in him, the strong tower. His name is a mighty strong tower that I seek refuge in. Thank you for your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we have so many simple pleasures in, in this life and comforts in this life that, that we turn to so often and just give us that, that brief reprieve each day that give us that, that, just that comfort, just that. And I know for me, some of them, and I'm sure some of you also, I, I love vacation. I love, I love the Carolina coast the ocean, and I love the mountains too. So I, I love when we take, you know, a family vacation and we go down and we spend time at, at both, a little bit of time at the ocean and then make our way home and, and maybe stay in one of the mountain towns along the Carolinas or Tennessee or whatever and just en enjoy that time. But at some point when you're making your way home, you just think, ah, I can't wait to just sleep in my own bed. Can't wait to just get home and just enjoy the comfort of my own bed and my own sheets. It's a, it's a great feeling. There's times when um, we, uh, we go home after we've moved out. And, you know, you're 
whatever age it is when you finally move out of your parents' home and for three, four, five, six years, whatever it may be, when you go home, it's like I'm back home. And, and your parents' home is always your home. And in some cases, you're able to go back up to your old bedroom and, uh, you know, just sit or even lay down and take a nap in your old bedroom. I know for me, I think it was 15 years after I moved out, I was still able to go home. And on a Thanksgiving or something like that, Christmas morning or afternoon when everybody's full of turkey and they're looking for some way, some place to take a nap and they don't have an old room upstairs, they might just doze off on the couch or whatever, but you can make your way up to your old bedroom and enjoy that. Um, there's so many comforts that sometimes you spend all day out somewhere dressed up. Maybe it's a long day at church. I don't know. And you get home and it's like, I just want to put on my, my comfy pajamas. I've got a few family members that definitely enjoy that. Um, when they get home, it's jammy time. And sit around and then just enjoy that time and that comfort. Maybe it's your first cup of coffee in the morning that hopefully is accompanied by a time of prayer or it is right after your time of prayer and devotion. Whatever it is, but those things we find great comfort in these simple pleasures. But sometimes they're just not enough. They're not enough. There's those moments when you're going through something so troubling in your life that it's waking you up at night, you can't sleep, whatever it may be, and those simple pleasures aren't enough anymore. It's not enough to, to go crawl into your comfortable bed or your comfortable clothes. It's not enough. It's not enough to call your best friend. It's not enough to call that person that you count on the most. And I believe that all of us, if you have an inkling of the Holy Ghost alive inside of you, all of us right now are feeling some pressure. All of us right now are feeling Satan and the spirit of Antichrist closing in on, on, on the world and on God's people. Because we're the ones that Satan's coming after. We're the ones. So I know that without a doubt, if you have even a little bit of the Holy Ghost alive in you, your marriage is under attack. Your family's under attack, maybe your child, maybe your parents, maybe you're dealing with some old sin that you thought that you had overcome years ago. I don't know what it is, but I know that we're under attack. And everybody that's hearing my voice right now is under attack because we're the ones that Satan is coming after. And that's okay because we have a refuge, we have a strong tower. We have the name of Jesus Christ that we can go and that we can lean on. So I know, I know you're under attack. I know that God's people are under attack. And it's all right because there's no weapon. There is no weapon that can be formed against me that will prosper. Do you believe that tonight? There is no weapon, the Word says that the enemy can ever prepare. I don't care if he's been preparing it for generations. And it's a generational thing that my family has gone through. When I say the name of Jesus, I rebuke this, it's defeated. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. If you're in the church, and I believe you are because you're here or you're listening tonight, 
you're in the church. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against your family, against your home, against your house, against your sons, and against your daughters, against your wife, against your marriage, against you. Whatever it is, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Amen. I'm just telling you tonight, church, it's time for us to wake up because the attack is on. This is, what, this is what we went to Sunday school for if you went to Sunday school. This is why we sang, I'm in the Lord's army. This is why we sang it. This is why we've come here Sunday after Sunday for times like right now, what's happening. This is why you've been in this word. This is why you've been at this altar. This is why you got baptized in the name of Jesus. This is why you got filled with the Holy Ghost for such a time as this. This isn't the time to curl up in the fetal position and say, I can't take it anymore. This is the time for us to come alive. This is the time for backsliders to say, enough's enough. I'm coming back to the house of God. This is the time for lukewarm Christians to say, no, I'm going to heat up. I don't want to be spewed out of the mouth of God. I'm going to heat up. I'm going to light a fire in my bones. This is the time. Look around. I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know the last time I watched the news. I really don't know. Because God has said, turn it off. My Lord, my God, turn it off. Because I promise you, you're not hearing anything good. You're not listening to one Holy Ghost-filled person on that screen talking to you. Unless you're tuning in to a service where you know a Holy Ghost-filled pastor or our pastor or somebody is preaching from this pulpit or another pulpit. If you're watching something, chances are it's not a Holy Ghost-filled newscaster. It's not somebody from one of the news stations, Holy Ghost-filled, trying to tell you what's best for you. It's not a political person. This is what we got. This is what we got, church. This is what we are down to. When we boil all of this down, this word, this is what we've got. This preaching that you're getting. This praise and worship that we're doing. This coming together on Saturday mornings for men's prayer or family prayer or Tuesday nights for ladies prayer. Whatever it is, this is what we got left. So when you boil everything down, Everything that you normally lean on, everything that you normally put hope and trust in. I don't care if it's your bank account, your 401k, your savings account, your retirement, your job, your next paycheck, whatever it is. When we boil all this down, we are this close. We're knocking on the door of saying none of it matters anymore. It's the word of God. It's the prayers that I've been praying for years over my daughter over your sons, over your family, over your husbands, over your wives. Whatever you've been praying for, now's the time to lean on that. Now's the time to trust in that. Because we're getting ready to see God turn everything upside down. Listen, believe me, I don't have, I'm, I'm, I don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. I believe the book of Revelation. I, I don't know what you're hearing or, 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 or know what's going on out there. God told me, tune it out. Tune out all the stuff that people are talking about. This is going to happen. This is the plans of they, you know, the days that are, have all these plans. Listen, I know it's coming. The, the Bible tells me so. The Word tells me it's going to happen. The persecution. I'm praying and trusting that God's going to cover His elect and His bride, and I believe He is. And it's up to us, it's up to you to make sure you're in that bride. 
It's up to you to make sure you're the one praying yourself through and your family through. If somebody in your family's not doing it, you need to do it. If your son's not doing it, you need to do it. If your daughter's not doing it, you need to do it. If your husband's not doing it, you need to do it. If your wife's not doing it, you need to do it. If you can't do it, you need to find a way. Listen, we're there, church, and I need a place of refuge. I need a place of refuge because the noise is too loud. The pressure is all around, but the gates of hell shall not prevail. All I got to do is call on your name, Jesus. All I got to do is call on your name. And that protection mounts up around me. That protection, he dispatches those angels around me. All I got to do is call on your name, Jesus. You're going to hear your people. You said you'll hear your people that are called by your name when we call on you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When I think of a refuge, there's tons of evidence in the Bible of people that, that sought refuge. I think of Elijah. I think of this prophet, this great prophet that just called fire down from heaven, killing all these prophets of Baal. Just did this amazing work from God. And one threat from Jezebel sends him running. He didn't know. He thought, it's just time to die. I'm done. It's time to hang it up. But he ended up in Judah, in Beersheba, which is in Judah. Judah means praise. So when you need a place of refuge, when you can't find it, when you've turned everywhere but you can't find it, can you find a praise for God? Can you find a moment of praise for God? Can you shut down the noise and turn on your favorite gospel song, praise and worship song, whatever it is, and find a praise for God? When I need a refuge, and I've just, how, how ironic is it, though, that he had just called fire down from heaven? This amazing victory. How many times have you had an amazing victory in your life to turn around and have Satan come knocking on your door and knock you down? The problem is, he can't keep you down. He can't keep you down, saint of God, prayer warrior. He can't keep you down. How many times, though, have you had this amazing victory? Whatever it is you've been praying for, this moment, this thing that you've been praying for, and all of a sudden you get it, and then here comes a threat from Jezebel, and you go fleeing. You forgot everything that you just did, but the thing is, it's okay. If you end up in Judah, it's okay. Because if you end up remembering, if you end up with that angel appearing, if you end up saying, you know what? I've got a praise left in me, God. I've got a praise left in me. I don't know how this is going to end, but I've got a praise left in me, God. And I'm going to give that up to you right now. I'm going to worship you, God. I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to put on, I'm going to go home at the end of this day this rough day, whatever doctor report I got, whatever bad news I got, whatever financial problem I just walked into, whatever it may be, I'm going to go home, God, and I'm going to put on that song that I know is going to cause me to shout. I'm going to put on that song that I know is going to cause me to remember my testimony, and I'm going to give you a praise, God, because I'm going to go to Judah, and I'm going to give you a praise, God. 
because you're going to see me this see me through this again and again and again you're going to see me through it again god you never fail god you never fail when everybody else fails when the finances fail you don't fail jesus name i got to praise and i'm going to let it out I got a praise in me, God. I got a praise in me, God. Because I remember what you did for me, God. I got a praise and I'm going to let it out. Satan, you hear that praise and you go back to your pit because I'm going to praise my God. I'm going to praise my God. I don't care what the world says. I'm going to praise my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to give you the praise, God. Not a politician. Not a news anchor. Not a doctor. Not a financial blessing. I'm going to give you the praise, God. Take it all. I'm going to give you the praise, God. You can't kill me, Satan. Jesus' name. I'm going to give you a praise, God. I'm going to glorify your name, God. I'm going to exalt you above whatever issue Satan is putting in my, in my face. Whatever lie you're bringing at me, Satan, I'm going to exalt God above it. Because you're a liar, Satan. And I rebuke every attack you're bringing against Tree of Life and its people right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have no authority. Antichrist has no authority. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You're a holy God, a mighty God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Angels bow before him. Satan flees. Demons flee. They have no power. Remember that. Go to Judah. I think of Jesus himself when he needed a refuge before going to that cross. He goes to Gethsemane for prayer. He takes Peter, James, and John. He knows what he's facing. He says, I'm going to go. I'm going to pray. We can pray. We can pray when we need refuge. We can go to the Lord in prayer, and we can call on that name. When everybody else has turned their back, or when everybody else is unavailable, or when everybody else is fighting their own fight, and they're struggling, and they're trying to find their praise, they're trying to find their prayer, you can go to that garden, you can go to that place of prayer, go to that prayer closet, find that time, find Jesus. Because he went, Peter, James, and John were asleep. He kept checking on them. They kept going to sleep. Some of your friends might be going to sleep. Some of your church family might be going to sleep on you. God's not going to go to sleep on you. He's not going to be asleep. He may be in the bottom of the ship seemingly asleep, but he's going to come up and he's going to say, peace be still. So I don't care what it is. You've got to find that prayer in your life again. If you lost it, you've got to find it somehow. I promise you, come to the church. Come to the church before service at 9.15 and 11.15 and pray. I, prom I promise you, I promise you, if you do it, 
God's going to show up. He's faithful to do it. He doesn't fail. He's going to show up. Come to men's prayer every Saturday morning. Go online. They're offering it on Zoom calls. Come to ladies' prayer. Come this Saturday morning. I promise you, if you can't do it at home, come start doing it with the body of Christ. And you know what? It's going to stir something up inside of you. And then you're going to be able to go home and you're going to say, oh, my God, that feeling, that presence you just gave me, God, that feeling I just had, Lord God, I can have that here. I, I, I can go and I can call out your name right here in this home, in this kitchen, at my desk at work, in my car. All i got to do is call on your name, Jesus. What he was facing, what he knew he was facing, he said, I'm going to go pray. Because there's my connection. There's my connection, God. There is where all peace happens. Because all the noise, you ever wonder why you wake up sometimes in the middle of the night at 3 or 4 a.m. And you can't go back to sleep? Pray. God may be saying, hey, this is the only time that I'm getting you to turn off the noise, getting you to turn off the news, getting you to turn off social media, whatever it is. It might be he's saying, hey, I can't get you any other time of the day. Pray. Talk to me. Just talk to me. Because there's no other answer. You're not going to find it anywhere else. This church is here for you. Your pastor's here for you. Your ministers are here for you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Tree of Life is here for you. Everybody's sitting here, everybody watching, we're here for you. But there are times when Peter, James, and John is asleep. And they're fighting their own battles. And it comes down to you and God. And it comes down to prayer. Prayer, prayer. There's sometimes that that place of refuge is the place that we would least, least ever expect it. And the point is that Jesus is everywhere. He's just the call of a name. I think of the Samaritan woman. as She's preparing to go back to that well for whatever multiple times a day she had to do it. Had to do it by herself because everybody in the city or the town hated her, chastised her. Ridiculed her. She didn't fit in. And here she goes, yet again. I don't know how much hard, I don't, I'm sure that was hard work. I think of, I, I know the stories my grandma's told me about having to get water, having to go get water for the house. She grew up in the 20s and 30s in a small coal mining town about the size of this church property, not much bigger. And they had a spring. And she said it didn't matter every day, every night, every morning, every night, no matter how cold it was in the winter, she had to go down to that spring and get the water and take it up to the house for everything that they did. That was multiple trips every day. She would show me that muscle and say, you know, 80 years old and say, see, I still got this muscle from carrying that water. But I think of this woman the Samaritan woman who had had a wrecked life, and I'm sure pressure on her every day. And here she goes again, going to this well. And can you imagine she's approaching the well and she sees this Jewish man. And I'm sure she thought, great, 
now here's a Jewish man. He's going to ridicule me and tell me I'm a heathen and, and, and tell me how bad of a person I am. I hear that every day. I hear that every day, and now i got to go and hear that again. But that's not what she found. She found Jesus. So I don't care where it is or what you're facing. You can find Jesus in the most unusual or least expected place. Did she ever think with as many times as she walked up to that well every day, did she ever think, this is where I'm going to find my Savior? This is where I'm going to find every living waters, everything that I need. This place that she probably despised going to. You may despise going to work every day. I don't know. I've had jobs where I felt that way, so some of you may have it. You may work with somebody that every day you're like, I got to go put up with this. Or no one that I work with, not a single person that I work with, not a single person in school, not a single person in class, not a single person believes anything, the way they talk, the jokes they tell, the subjects that they talk about, everything that they talk about. Guess what? Jesus is there. He's in that place too. Did this woman ever think, this is where I'm going to find my refuge at this well? Her refuge at the well that she certainly despised going to each day. My God, I need a place of refuge. So when you go to that place that you're, you're dreading going, when you're in that circumstance, in that situation, whatever it may be where you're like, I am just dreading this moment. This, I know what I'm about ready to walk into. It may be a doctor's appointment. It, it may be a divorce attorney. God forbid. I don't know what it may be. It may be a, a, a financial counselor because everything's wrecked. That place of refuge can turn all of that around. Jesus can turn all of that around. So wherever you're at, shout out the name Jesus. If you can't shout it, say it. If you can't say it, think it. The point is, Jesus is our refuge. He is the only refuge. If I've said anything tonight, Jesus is your refuge. Because you're not going to find it anywhere else. If you've not learned that yet, please learn it. Please hear me tonight because if there's anything that I'm saying, and every time I'm asked to deliver the word, I'm like, God, what do you want me to tell your people? What's the main thing? Tonight, that's it. Jesus is your refuge. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is, he is the living waters that he promised that woman. If you drink from this well, you'll never thirst again. What a blessing to be able to have a place of refuge. Because when the enemy is attacking, and he's attacking right now, I said it before, it's okay. Let him attack. He cannot prevail against your home. He cannot prevail against you. Call on that name. Go to Judah and praise. Go to your prayer closet and pray. Or just simply, if you can't do, if you can't muster up the praise, if you can't go to the prayer closet, if you're just so beaten down and, and the pressure is so much, just say it, Jesus. Just say it, Jesus. 
You can do that. I know, I know we can do that. I know you can say, Jesus. Because I've been there before when I didn't know how to pray or what to pray. I didn't even sometimes want to pray, quite frankly, because I was like, the pressure, how do I even start? What do I even say? Yes, I enter your gates with thanksgiving, God. Yes, I know, I, I give you praise and, and, and enter your gates with thanksgiving and praise and, and do all that. But right now, I don't, even, I don't even know if I can muster that up. But what I can do is say, Jesus. I can say, Jesus. Can we stand and seek a place of refuge tonight? And if the musicians would come. Brother John, I wonder if we could do, this is how I fight my battles. If you can seek a place of refuge right now, if you want to come to the altar, you can come. If you want to stand there, whatever it is, I, I just ask you for a few minutes tonight to remember your place of refuge. To say, Lord, I feel the pressure. And it's easy, it's natural for us to turn to those comforts. It's natural for us to say, well, this is always my go-to. I'm going to crush a gallon of ice cream tonight, which I certainly love ice cream. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to binge on my favorite show. Hopefully that's the chosen. Um, or... Uh, I, I'm going to do whatever it is that, that is my escape. It's getting time, church. It's getting time, people of God. That I'm telling you. I just say this from my heart because I feel it. You feel it. The pressure that's coming on. The people of God. The church. Just again remember. The gates of hell are not going to prevail. I'm going to give you praise, God. I'm going to pray, God. And I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to say it. If I can't say anything else at all, I'm going to say your name, Jesus. This is how I'm going to fight. This is how I'm going to fight and how I'm going to have victory. And it's getting to a point where it's got to be every day, church. It's getting to the point where it's got to be every day. Because the enemy is on the attack. And this is how we fight. Find a way to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to fight. I'm going to find a praise. I'm going to find some time to pray. And I'm just going to say your name, Jesus. When I can't, when I'm in that meeting, when I'm in, in, in that situation where I can't do anything but just think, Jesus. Jesus, be with me in this moment. Be with me in this moment. Because at a time when we're seeing not only our nation, but other nations around the world close down churches, but yet be open to all these perverted places opening up. It may look like Satan's winning, but I know what this word says. I know, and you know who wins. Church, it's time to wake up. It's time to say, I'm going to fight this battle every day. I'm in the Lord's army. Remember those songs. Remember getting filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Jesus' name.